Hey, everybody. Before we get to the episode this week, I wanted to take just a quick moment to let you know about Patreon. It's a way to support our podcast for as little as a dollar per episode, all the way up to $10 per episode. And in addition to getting that warm, fuzzy feeling from supporting this podcast, you also get some really cool perks. We have bar hangs. We have movie nights. We have bonus content that is exclusive to our Patreon listeners. Uh, A couple weeks ago, Johnny and I debated the relevance of Post Malone compared to Kendrick Lamar and where rap was and where it's going. We're not qualified to talk about these things, but that's the beauty of the bonus content. We do it anyways. Most importantly, it's a really fun group of people, and every time we get together, we have a real, real fun time. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema and sign up. It takes just a couple of minutes. Once again, that is patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Enjoy the episode. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. We are a podcast about craft beer and film, and my name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers, and we're a podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 108, I believe, and we have a whole bunch of stuff today. And uh, we're going to start off with the beer, but before we do that, Johnny Summers is going to tell you uh, the structure of our show. Three parts. Part one is a beer, and then the second part is more stuff about things and the movie mainly. Yes. And then the third part is the second beer and the danger zone where we spoil the movie. And then I swear more. And we talk about things that bother us. Yeah. So, yeah. Things get wild. So, so that's it. No spoilers until part tray. Yeah. That's is that French that I don't know. Sounds right. It's just fun to say. Yeah. So, but first and foremost, first and forthrightly, we have a beer. Yeah. I picked out it? both beers this week. I like the label. I did too. I thought you'd enjoy this. So this is a beer from a local craft beer there in Tehachapi, California. It's not even local to here. Yeah. Right. That's their, that's their thing though. That's local craft beer, LCB or their initials. That is the name of their brewery. In case you thought we were just like, it's local brewery here. <laughs> we're just drinking no. local beer. Uh, it's a beer called Grain Man. It's a triple IPA. It's 11%. I found it at Spike's Bottle Shop. It was $5.99 for a 16 ounce can. Johnny, you've never had this, right? I have not. I have not either. We've only had one thing from them ever. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, we did not enjoy it very much. I don't remember. I do remember, uh, like I saw the name of the brewery and I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar, but I can't remember what we did. Yeah. I was scrolling through some of our old episodes uh, last time I was shopping for beer and it is mind boggling to go back and realize how many different beers we've tried and yeah, documented. Quite a few. Yeah. Because yeah. so I'll have to go back sometimes and be like, oh, this beer looks good. Oh, wait, we oh, did wait. it. It was. I Funny thing. I you remember the, um, we did, what's the brewery called? It's, um, they did the orange can. It was a beer. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on it now. Um, we did it like a few, it's a really high rated hazy IPA. Uh, it won like gold in the Great American Beer Festival. Was it the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Market Brewing, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw those also at Spikes when I was getting our show beers and uh, grabbed a six pack for myself. And I can happily report it is just as good as it was nice. when we did it. Still a little sweet, but good. All right. I might have to steal one of those from you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> triple IPAs. Not a style you see too often. Uh, even less often do you see this style done well. Uh, my main concerns with this is going to be way too sweet. It's going to be just trying to hide that 11% under just like maltiness and like, or just super over hoppiness. Isn't that like what most triple IPAs taste like though? Yeah. But there's a couple that I really like, like Simtra from Needy back in the day. I loved that beer. Okay. Uh, and there's maybe another, but I can't think of any. I think there's like a couple, again, same as you. They don't really come to mind. It's definitely not my go-to style. Like no. I'm anticipating this being like way too sweet and weird. 
but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to read what they have on the can about it. It says, about this beer, uh, this double dry hopped West Coast triple IPA is the first recipe I ever wrote on brewing software. Uh, I don't know. Right. It says, in quotes, pro mash. Uh, the recipe is so timeless besides scaling it from five to 500 gallons. It has never changed. Enjoy. I would love for this to be a great triple IPA. Um, but I think going in, that that's sort of a weird uh, thing to ask for because it is going to be a heavy-hitting beer, I think, regardless. You're never going to – I've never found a triple IPA that hides its alcohol well, nor do I think the style calls for it. But what are you getting on your first taste? It tastes like chewing on an orange rind. Oh, is it, is it pretty citrusy? Uh, it's definitely citrusy and pithy. You get like a ton of the rind. Not much of the juice. Uh, it's It's almost not present up front. There's really not a great deal of flavor right right up front, but it it really blossoms into like super bitter on the finish. Yeah, it does. That's real weighty too. It's a very heavy feeling beer. Yeah. Um but it's not much of anything up front. It no. Kind of almost watery drinks very lightly. Yeah, I wouldn't say watery. I get like a lot of sort of like yeah, like you're saying, like light citrusy notes, tangerine sort of things. Um, not a whole lot of heavy malt like I was expecting. No. Um a ton of hops. Yeah. Does it say what hops they use on here? It did not say, but we could maybe find find yeah. that info online if they put it on their website or something. Um, this is a, I mean, we didn't, we hardly ever feel like touch on how a beer looks, but this is a solid orangey golden beer. It's pretty. Uh, it's yeah. not overly carbonated either. I think that's another trait that I find in stronger IPAs is that they're not super bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, they can almost drink just if you were going by mouthfeel, like more like a barley wine mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but this is actually better than I was expecting. What about you? I think it is better than I was expecting, and I was expecting it to be awful. To be fair, so anything short of a dis- or better than a disaster right. is a win, in my opinion, for this style. Is it close to awful for you? No, I wouldn't yeah, say I don't it's think close so to either. awful. Like this is, you could honestly tell me this was uh, like an eleven percent double IPA. Yeah, I believe you. Uh, yeah. So I guess this is coming back to distinctions of like naming beers mm-hmm. because at some point, like what, what makes it a triple IPA instead of a double? Cause I, to some extent, like I know that the, one of the main distinctions between a single and a double is, um, the alcohol content, like above 8%, I think, right. Is it, it makes it a double. Well, it's, it's hops primarily too. Is that what the single double triple started like out the amount as. of hops yeah you literally like just doubling it and tripling it so a triple ipa i mean but i assume the more hops you use the more malts you're gonna need as well and just the recipe to make it like a beer right. i don't know enough that'd yeah. be a great question for a brewer yeah which luckily i work with some so i could Perfect. ask there you go um yeah that would be a great question i have to mentally note that uh but yeah it's just tripling the hops okay so you're getting a ton of hops and it really doesn't have that gross maltiness. Yeah, I might have to take back what I said in the beginning, where I said I haven't found a triple IPA that hides its alcohol well. I think this one does. No, this is really not bad. Yeah, I think this is a this is a great example of what a, a triple IPA can be if it's focused on hoppiness and flavor rather than gut punch of alcohol. Yeah, and this is at a great temperature, too. True. This is yeah. nice and cold. Yes, I think that's probably really important for oh, this yeah. because I swear the maltiness is going to come out if we let it warm up. Yeah, if this warmed up, it could get gross. Yeah. So I would say definitely drink this nice and cold. But I mean, overall, it's probably one of the better triple APAs I've ever had. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this in my in my brain for future future IPAs. Again, it's six bucks a can. I didn't do my research in figuring out if it comes as a four pack or anything. Um, but at six bucks, if it's only sold individually, that seems a bit high to go for um, you know, as a regular beer. But 
as a special treat every once in a while, unless you're just balling on beer budgets that, you know, I don't do. Awesome. Well, the way I look at, at buying packaged beer like this um, is how much I would pay for this in a bar. If it was if it was on draft. So like a 16, like a pint of this in a bar would be like a eight seven bucks. or eight dollar yeah. pour. So you figure I'm getting to take it home and drink it at my convenience for six bucks. Like, yes, I get that it's packaged, but also, you know, there's there's pros and cons to that. Because, I mean, mainly when I'm trying new beers, besides doing them on this show, it's it's on draft. So <clears throat> it's uh, it's a give and take, man. It's kind of a pick your poison type thing. Yeah. It is on the higher side for a 16 ounce, but sure. also it's 11%. So you're definitely. Yeah, I'm sure that's where some of that markup comes from, too. Yeah. In a bar, you wouldn't get a 16 ounce pour of this. That's true. That's for safety reasons, everybody. <laughs> you shouldn't maybe just chug it, whatever. Do what you want. This would safely. probably be a, a 12 or a 10 ounce pour in yeah, a bar. Yeah, definitely. So, if not eight. Yeah. And it would be like the same price. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's always, that's an interesting, interesting uh, logistical battle I play in my brain. Cause it is like, yeah, you can buy a six pack of beer, uh, a local beer, not, not a local craft beer, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but a local beer, like a Sierra Nevada six pack here is like seven bucks, eight mm -hmm. bucks maybe which is just over a dollar per beer. And at any place you're going to at least pay four probably yeah. for first year in Nevada in mm -hmm. Chico. Um, so yeah, obviously there's a huge market. Like same thing. If you cook a meal at your house, it's going to be way cheaper than going out to eat. Yeah. But some person's pouring it for you and doing your dishes and it's the experience you're paying for a lot of the time. Yeah. Most of the time when I want to go out, it's because I want to be served. Like I don't yeah, totally. I food I can, I can cook at home, but a lot of it's just the experience. Yeah. You know? And that might be my only, my only backlash against what you said for six bucks. Cause it is almost what it would cost. I mean, aside from the, uh, the quantity that you're drinking here, um, like it's not that much of a better deal yeah. necessarily. Um, so I don't know if this were offered in a four pack, um, I would be, I, I assume it would be a little bit cheaper and I might reach for it more, but I feel like the pricing tier, it's like, uh, most expensive is going out and buying a drink at a bar. Then like buying a single can that's been broken out of a four pack and then buying the four pack is like the cheapest or the six pack or whatever it might be. The, the bulkier, the better. Yeah. You might get more of a good price per ounce if yeah. in a six pack. What's the most you would pay for a four pack of this? Um, that's a good question. I would, I would pay, um, again, like special occasion. Maybe I have a hard time reaching for four packs that are more than like 16 bucks regularly. I would pay, I would pay 18 for this. So that's, that's the number I had in my head. Yeah. The 18 like, feels fair. Yeah. So yeah, because there's these beers now that are coming out that you see they're like over twenty bucks a four pack. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a bunch. I of saw those. yeah, I saw one the other night too. It was like twenty five dollars something. Yeah, I it's didn't know what I didn't even look. I was like, nope, not tonight, not for no, me. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, that's crazy pants. So I mean, we are kind of yeah. spoiled with Sierra Nevada's pricing, but even like I was at the store and uh, I bought a variety pack of Deschutes beer. Which oh, is, the winter pack. Yeah, yeah, it's so good because I, I like mean. Those beers. You can't go wrong. Deschutes front to back is one of the better breweries in certainly on the West on Coast. On the West Coast, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I got a twelve pack of their variety pack, and it was only a dollar. I want to say more than Sierra Nevada's twelve pack. Nice, which yeah. is what like twenty something 12, or twelve pack. What am I thinking of? Oh, like, like the beer case. camp or something. Oh, I'm thinking a case, case would be at Costco's like twenty four or whatever. What were the twelve packs of like the beer camp stuff? Those run a little higher, right? The case, I don't remember. It's been a while since they I've. Yeah, that. I think it was like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, oh, the the around the world one. Yeah, yeah, that was expensive. Yeah, but like I think I was at Food Max just by in the neighborhood here, and it was like fifteen, not something yeah. like that for a twelve pack of Sierra, and it was like sixteen forty nine for the great. variety pack. Yeah, Deschutes has been doing some big stuff like over the past. I don't know how I don't know how long I've been aware of it for like four years, but mm -hmm. um, seem like they're getting a lot more consistency in their distribution, and that gives them a bit of a cushion to um, lower prices a little bit because it's more of their their market's so much bigger. 
um, and they can afford to do that versus something like this, um, a small brewery, relatively small, and to yeah. like has to, you know, cover their costs, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. So I think this beer definitely puts this brewery back on my radar, sure. personally, because I remember we did not like the beer we had last time. Okay. So I trust you. Yeah. Uh, I am going to rate this pretty, pretty damn high yeah. for uh, a triple IPA. Okay. Do you have that number yet? Because mm. I'm getting close. I'm, I, if, 7.5. Yeah. 7.5 is pretty good, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I rate on the style system for me, and this is up there with triple IPAs I've ever had. Yeah. Moonraker makes a really good triple IPA. I just Do had they? it. Somebody brought it to my house uh, at my work party. Was it a hazy one, I assume? I don't think it was, no. Huh. And it was pretty good. Revision probably has something. I don't know. A lot of those, like, that area, the Auburn, Reno area of the world. Is doing like those. I feel like it's a small talent pool there. Like they've like shared breweries and stuff, um, but like strong beers and brew them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just their head brewer from Knee Deep left and started Revision. So, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I thought he went to Moonraker, but that's uh, not far enough. Nope. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna say this is an eight. Okay. This is pretty good. That's um, a strong rating. My only thing is the price. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't quite like we haven't spent enough time to see how this would warm up. I don't uh, want to. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming it wouldn't be amazing, but it's not meant to be drank warm, so maybe I shouldn't hold that against it. But definitely six bucks for a pint of this, um, I think is too much. It's already getting boozier. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I think eight's fair. Uh, once again, this is a Grain Man from local craft beer out of Tehachapi. Get it for like six bucks or go to the brewery. You probably get a little bit cheaper. <laughs> if you're local. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Yeah. Flick picks. This is the section of the show where we talk about some type of media that we've been consuming. Pick of the flick. Flick not of the just pick. not just movies. A flick of the wrist. Because like a flick is a movie. Yeah. Like so that's why I thought of it that exactly. way. Exactly. It also sounds it doesn't matter what yeah, it sounds your like. Segment, keep that joke going. Your segment, what you wanted it to be, <laughs> I've changed it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so you do have some stuff. I do. I'd love to hear some of it. I have one thing that I, when once you were talking about opening the uh the uh category, I do have one thing that I would talk about. I don't know why I thought you were going to say opening the chasm. I don't know either. Well, that could, I did my yeah. hands. I did like a chasm yeah. thing. The chasm has been opened yeah. of popular media. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Moonlight for the first time. Yes. Oh, I, that's what you were saying. You yeah. said we haven't recorded since you watched Moonlight. Yeah. I thought I made that. In my brain, I thought you were saying like you mentioned it on the show and you haven't you haven't watched anything since. Oh, but no. I, now I'm really, yeah, you haven't even talked about it on the show. We've just talked about it. Yeah. I texted you because I it. was like, OMG. This is a big deal. It is a big deal. I was captivated. That movie should have won Best Picture, like for real. It did. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Did it? Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. I thought it was a nominee. No, no, no. That was the whole thing that year. Was that um, La La Land was announced by mistake? Oh. And then, like the entire crew had to go on stage. I was like, "This is a mistake." Moonlight won. Oh my god. It was a crazy. Yeah. Dude, whole thing. that makes me appreciate that moment so much more, knowing that I've seen both the movies. Yeah. Uh. Well, then in that case, I'm stoked it won. Yeah. Because it was riveting and poignant and beautiful to look at aesthetically and also just content-wise. The the character development was insane. Uh, if you haven't seen Moonlight, you really need to just go do that right now. It's so good. It's so good. And it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I watched Is it, it on streaming? There. Yeah. Oh, you can cool. get it free if you have Amazon Prime. But yeah, man, it was, I mean, it, it. I try not to say this off the cuff, but like that jumped to my top whatever list, sure. you know? Yeah. It can't not. It was so amazing. <clears throat> Just this this character progression of this young man 
you know, because it's if you haven't seen it, it's this dude's life basically broken up into three segments. Mm-hmm. You see three chapters in his life. One's a young child, one's high school, and one's full-grown adult, probably in his late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. I'd say. And three actors play the same guy uh, in different phases of his life. And it is just an amazing like movie and it's a movie I think people could enjoy that is more of the artistic art house mm-hmm. indie feel indie film feel uh, that is not so indie film. It's hard to understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like if you don't like indie films, you'll still like this movie. This movie is the gateway drug of indie films. Totally. It's the marijuana it really- that'll maybe get you into more, uh, more art house films if you're into that sort of thing. But yeah, like you're saying, it's very approachable. Yeah. Because um, it's a story about a, a person. It is. And I love movies that are just deep character studies like this, especially when they're well-written and just, uh, I had so much empathy and I was just completely invested yeah. in this dude's life. Yeah. And it was it was really, really good. So I cannot rave enough about yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm super late to that party. No, welcome. Way welcome late to, to the, the crew. Way late. And uh, uh, yeah. Barry Jenkins has been in the news lately for If, if Beale Street, Street Could Talk. Talk. I really got to see that movie. That's coming to the pageant. Is it? Yeah. When is it due? Do you know? Uh, I don't. Like within the next month, right? Yeah. It's cool. like three movies down the list. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the pageant followed us on Instagram. What up, pageant? What's up? Uh, pageant is a movie theater here in Chico, if you didn't know that. Yeah, they, local. They screen indie movies. Yeah. Independent cinema that has beer and popcorn. Yeah. And, pretty, couch, and yeah. couches. And couches. And if you're like me or Johnny, sometimes we have to go by ourselves, and there's one single person chair couch thing right in the middle up front. Mm-hmm. It's a big, comfy red chair. I call it the throne. Sit in it every time. That's, it's the best. You can talk to the people on your sides before the movie starts. Explain to them you're not uh, a loser and stigmas don't matter. You should be able to see movies alone if you want. Mm-hmm. Last time I went to the pageant, it was me and six other people alone. That's awesome. Six individuals. What, what movie was it? Uh, it was for Beautiful Boy. Oh, yeah, right. There was only one couple, but the other six people were just alone and scattered throughout the That's theater. awesome. Yeah. So I really want to watch If Beale Street Could Talk. So do I. We'll go together. That'd be a good one to go to. Also, I want to watch his uh, first movie, which is Medicine for Melancholy. Oh, I don't know about this. I've heard, I was reading about it, and I guess it's, they were saying it was his best work, and then obviously Moonlight came out, but uh, that one is supposed to be really, really, really good too. Super indie. Just because I have the correction in front of me, I should say it's not his first movie as a director. He did uh, My Josephine in 2003. Okay. Uh, and I'm not even sure if that was his first. But it might have been his first one that really like put him on on people's radar. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and actually, I guess you are technically correct because My Josephine is a, is a short film, not a full-length feature. Okay. So yeah, touche. Yeah. I would like to check that out as well. Yeah, because, dude, after seeing what he did in that movie, like I want to watch everything this guy directs. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yep. Yes. I don't have anything to add. I was like, that's 100% what I think also. Yeah, and for the record, Moonlight's a 10. It's a 10, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a fantastic movie. It, it, did, we obviously didn't do an episode on it because you hadn't seen it, but it was... Uh, well, yeah, and that was around awards season, too. Yeah. It's so hard. Are we going to yeah. try and do all the best picture again this year? I think at the very least, what we should do is uh, we should look at a calendar, figure out when the Oscars are coming up, see mm-hmm. how many episodes we actually have, and on movies that are worth the time, we should double up. I uh, like it. Kind of probably what we'll talk about later. Either double up or uh, just just hit the nominees totally. for best picture yes. at least. Be yeah. Cool. Nominees get announced middle of this month, so we have some time to. Yeah, we have like uh, I don't know, what, like five days until that twenty second. Yeah. Said, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm super stoked for that. So what is uh, what's got you with uh, the what is the segment? My called? flick of the picks. So, yeah, the flick um, of the pick. Our our roommate Tim uh, recently told us that he has a PlayStation Four, which I didn't know about. Um, HBO Go is we were watching the newsroom, one of my number one favorite show, actually. Gianna and I. Yeah, right. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just finished it actually yesterday, but 
right when we started the last season, we tried to boot up the PS3, and it was like, sorry, HBO Go not supported on this platform anymore. No, uh, and we're like, ah, it's a bummer. I guess we can't do this. And Tim was like, no, I have a PS4 that's just been not on for a while. I was like, well, perfect. Bring it out. Watch the newsroom. Turns out Tim also has quite a collection of games. Mm. And my sleep schedule's been all off. Mm-hmm. I've been staying up till three and four in the morning the oh. past like week and a half. Oh my God. Getting up at 11, uh, whatever. He has a game called Spider-Man. Yes. Now this is a fantastic game. And mind you, I'm coming in late to this. I have never seen graphics like this. I saw the, did I tell you I saw God of War? Yeah, we touched on that okay. briefly. Crazy looking game. So cool. They're, all the graphics and all these games are amazing. And I love Spider-Man. I think he's my favorite superhero. I'm pretty yeah. convinced he is. All right. Um, and you get to be Spider-Man, which is awesome. But then there's like all these gadgets and different suits with powers that I've never seen in a Spider-Man game before. And it's amazing. I, I think it's just called Spider-Man. Yeah. But and it's awesome. The story is freaking so cool. And you're not super late to that. That only came out like mid to late 2018. Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. When so. did the PS4 come out? That's been a while. Because that's what I'm late on. I've yeah. never even seen a controller. I was like, when he brought it, I was like, whoa, dude, that's like the newest in technology. That's crazy. That's amazing. How does this work? He's like, they're coming out like a PS5 like next year. Yeah. It's been out since like 2013. Yeah. I'm sure I didn't know. But it is pretty cool, though. It's I way mean, cool. Jumping on one of those uh, from a PS3 is a huge, huge yeah. difference. I was so tempted. He has Diablo 3 also, which is a game that you and I both like. But you were always like, we can't play it together because you played on PS4. I played on PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he has And I was like 2 a.m. and I saw it. And I was like, maybe I should just call Johnny real quick. Get him out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> we should just play this one. And then I realized, no, you're an adult with responsibilities. Yes. One so of us has work. a day job. Yeah. Yeah, you're the reason I put my phone on airplane mode because if you get to drinking and start, I have like two or three buddies that like Mm -hmm. to get drunk and call me at like 3 a.m. Or run to your house. Or run to your house. What up? Yeah, I totally put pants on for that though. That was Mm -hmm. too cool. He shows up all sweaty. Yeah, yeah. I was jogging. (laughs) Yeah. Quickly. Actually, I was doing sprints and then walking. You sprinted from my house to the goose. Vice versa. Yeah. from the goose to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so Spider-Man. Yeah, that's flick picks this week, guys. And it's, isn't Spider-Man super like free roaming? Uh, yeah, that's cool. It's, it's like, there's these moments where you have to unlock, um, kind of, they're like Oscorp towers that are linked to police scanners. So anytime you like hack them, you get this sort of pan away from you that does this big rotating thing a la Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, uh, which I I skip a lot of the time, but it's kind of neat. The graphics are amazing. That's cool. Like you do do it once and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Unless it's like at sunset and I haven't done that. I'll watch this one. Yeah. I want to play that and I want to play Red Dead Redemption 2. It's fine. And I want He has that too. And I want to play um Grand Theft Auto 5. It Isn't, came out like a long time yeah. ago and I have never played it. You've played the other ones already. Yeah. It's Wait, I know this one. This is the only one I actually ever have played, I think. It's the one where Do you know anything about the story? Nope. All right. Not a then. clue. I just know it's really cheap for PS4 right now cuz it's been out for so long. Yeah. But yeah. Is Grand Theft Auto a game or are all of them games where you typically switch characters to go through different storylines and they all kind of converge no. like pulp fiction or something? Mm-mm. That's that one. It's pretty cool. Okay. So that's my two cents on that. All right. Okay. This is Flick Picks. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about On the Basis of Sex, a semi-biopic about Ruth Bader Ginsburg starring Felicity Jones. And it's going to be great. But if you haven't seen it yet, we're not going to spoil it without giving you plenty of heads up. And that won't happen until the end of the show. So please stick around. Hey, guys. Max here. 
Just wanted to tell you about a lovely local business here in Chico called The Handlebar. If you've heard our show, you already know plenty about The Handlebar, but if you're new or you have short-term memory loss, The Handlebar is a craft beer bar and restaurant right here in Chico, and they have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off any of their amazing selection of craft beers. Again, seven days a week from 2 to 6. That's four whole hours of happiness to get a dollar off all their draft beers. Again, that's The Handlebar here in Chico, located at 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. There are 178 laws that differentiate on the basis of sex. Women can't work overtime. We have to get credit cards in our husband's name. We're not allowed to work in This is You think you can change the country? We should look to her generation. They're taking to the streets. Protests are important, but changing the culture means nothing if the law doesn't change. What did you say your name was? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I want to be a lawyer. I want to represent clients in pursuit of justice. So they're going to give you a corner office? I wasn't what they were looking for. One said women are too emotional to be lawyers. Another told me a woman graduating top of her class must be a real ball buster. I worked hard. I did everything I was supposed to, and I excelled. Martin Ginsburg will be signing all of our checks someday. <laughs> You're a smart girl, Ruthie. You married a star. If the law differentiates on the basis of sex, then how will women and men ever become equals? I don't read tax court cases. Read this one. The law assumes a caregiver has to be a woman. This is sex-based discrimination against a man. Poor guy. We need to take this case. This is not a case. This is a declaration of war. They could topple the whole damn system of discrimination. They think gender equality is a civil right. What's at stake is the American family. Let's put this idea to bed once and for all. You will lose. And when you do, you will set the woman's movement back 10 years. You don't get to tell me when to quit. I know this case disrupted our lives. Who's it for if not for me? You that is a trailer for On the Basis of Sex. Uh, a biopic about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's early days uh, as a law student and professor uh, and lawyer, as it turns out, believe it or not. It's a film starring Felicity Jones as RBG. It came out on December 25th of last year, and we've been a little bit behind, uh, but we've had a lot of films to cover. So I don't, this is kind of the time of year where we were probably going to be behind on some films, yeah. and that's just the, the nature of the beast. And it really seems like Christmas was just here. Right? It didn't get wide release until January 11th, though. That does help. Thank so you for I noticing don't that. feel bad. It was limited release uh, on the 25th of December last year. Okay, yeah. So we're really not that far behind, dog. Take it back. All right, I take it back. It uh, It's rated PG-13. It runs two hours long. Uh, and as of the 16th of January, worldwide, it's made about $13 million. That's awesome. Which is great. It also stars Army Hammer as Martin Ginsburg, her husband, who has testicular cancer. Justin Thoreau, Mel Wolf. He is the... Uh, uh, I don't know, head lawyer, owner of another... ACLU. Uh, ACLU, which is a thing. Do you know what this is? No, is it... It's not ACLU. Yeah, it sounds right to me. But I don't know what it means. It's the... It's a real thing. It's I just the, don't know. No, it's not... Is it ACLU? Okay, we'll click look Click on this. his character on I this. will. After I also say it also has right, Sam Waterston, uh, Kathy Bates, Kaylee Spaney, who is uh, her daughter, Jane Ginsburg, who is mm -hmm. a counterculture, very active, super cool, typical teenager. Kind of a hippie. Yeah, it is right in that time period anyways. Forward thinking. She wasn't like super hippie, uh, but a little bit. Is yeah. it the ACLU? Uh, I will find out for you. But 
First of all, Johnny, what did you think of this movie? It, it is. It's the American Civil Liberties Union. That sounds right. I believe. Okay, great. Yeah. So what did I think of this movie? Yes. I think I loved it. Yeah? I think it was so cool. I think we've been watching a lot of movies lately that we're like thinking to ourselves after we watch them, okay, that was like a pretty cool movie, but like, was that a story that needed to be told? Like, yeah. did this movie need to get made? Uh, and this movie is one of those movies like, hell yeah, that story needed to get told. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy they made this movie. I really, 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 really liked it. Yeah, it's funny. It's the second movie to come out um, about Ruth Bader Ginsburg what this was year. the first? It was a documentary. I think it was called RBG. Oh, um, cool. I didn't actually get to see it. But, I want to watch that. Um, I was surprised when you said this. I didn't actually know about this movie. And you were like, yeah, we should see this. It's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I was like, are you sure? Because I feel like I just saw a movie that was about that. Um, and in my brain at first, I thought you might have been thinking it was the other one. But no. Uh, a documentary came out in early or mid-2018, I think. Uh, it's called RBG. And it is streaming on Hulu if you have a subscription right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm going to watch that like tonight. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see that, but I'm going to check it out because I didn't know a whole lot about her outside of being a Supreme Court justice that was very forward in women's rights and that sort of thing. And this this is great. Yeah. I I'm, think. Same perspective. I went in pretty, like most things, pretty, uh, pretty ignorant. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. No. No. But in this case, I I went in not knowing a great deal about the details of her early life or even her career in general. Yeah. I knew she was a person that was on the Supreme Court that like did something important. Like really, I didn't even know that it was about what it was about. So. I went into this and kind of with the same mindset of like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know a whole lot and I wanted to be informed and entertained and this movie achieved all of that. It was so cool. Yeah. It's a, I think it was so a, I don't know how factual this was. I assume pretty factual. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, in the middle of, I might, might Google that in a minute, but, um, just from a movie making standpoint, um, I thought this was good. Not great. Um, there are some things that, um, I mean, it was a little bit on the nose and cheesy at points, like the moments where we were like, uh, and I actually love this sort of thing, but I'm trying to be objective here. Like, um, the sort of elevation of, um, what, like what America could be and what, what society should strive for, um, was a little bit cheesy here, Well, also, but I love it. We have to realize the, the generation and the era in which this was set. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is what, like mid fifties. Yeah, it was, it was, well, it was, uh, I think late fifties into the early sixties is yeah. when this took place. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff that seems on the nose and so just audacious yeah. was kind of standard back then. You know, we had just had desegregation of schools, like things were definitely not as they are now. I think, I mean, more from like a production standpoint, like oh. th- there'll be like these moments of, of hope and optimism. Like there'll be a subtle soundtrack of like, like a, a choir of horns, but yeah, like kind of swelling and like a light shines through and breeze catches um, the eye but it works because the things she's fighting against are women being oppressed and like just average things like today we're like of course why what are we even talking about of course that's a thing but somebody some law student that had to fight a bunch of angry old white men Mm -hmm. were like yeah she had to fight for it and now today even though it doesn't make logical sense why that ever had to be a fight i'm okay with the cheesiness of it yeah it's deserved i agree and i the one thing well, in a nutshell, I can say I took away from this is I never realized how our society takes advantage how much we are standing on the shoulders of her hard work. Yeah, dude. Like, I had no idea. You know, we take it for granted. If you're not just, like, educated about this, you don't – you take the equality and the way things are and you take it for granted and think it's always been like this. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wild. I feel like there's there's so much we you just wouldn't know. I feel like I don't remember hearing about any of this in school. Um, at some point in my life, I knew I had heard of Brown versus the Board of Education, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you what it even was. And there's so many Supreme Court cases we learned about in school that I don't know. Yeah, it'd be fun if there was a book of like the most important Supreme Court cases. Oh, I guarantee you that book. I would exists. read the pants off that book. Yeah. I'm going to Google that's a that good, later. Yeah. I used to carry around a copy of the Constitution, like a miniature pocket book of it. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a neat thing. Like, there's there's, there's a lot of cool things about this country. Again, coming off a newsroom kick, which is all about, like, how cool democracy is and, like, what America can be at its best. And, like, yeah. I'm really in that vein right now. So this is a nice kind of uh, extra boost, well, extra perk. As a person, I think it's good to focus on the potential and the good. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, totally. We're not going to get political, but the government is not exactly operating right now. Yeah, that's that's true. It's, we're in the midst of a pretty long shutdown. It's not the best time to uh, analyze the American no, culture. It's, it's a great time to look back on good things. Exactly. Great and, things, you might say. And reminisce about yeah. how good it can be. Yeah. <laughs> By looking at how great it was. Yeah. If only. Mm. <laughs> no. Anyways, whatever, man. No. Different, yeah. It's funny how slogans can be applied to different things. Yeah. Anyways. But no, just to see that raw, the potential. And yeah. How one person can actually make a difference. I mean, this movie was very inspirational. Yeah. There's there is a really particular, obviously this movie is is very dense with moments of like, casual, both casual and direct misogyny. Like there's a scene of cat calling and there's also just like this whole montage of times she can't be hired mm-hmm. by different law firms because of... Uh, She's too distracted with her next baby, probably, or or her she's distracting or whatever. the wives will be jealous of right. the other lawyers. Yeah. So then that's the the only interview we see is that one. And then she ends up leaving. And something that I noticed, which was very subtle and I appreciated, and she's like walking down the street through a crowded Manhattan scene. And she's like sometimes dodging people and sometimes walking. And you notice after about two people that she's dodging the men because they don't they don't move at all. Mm-hmm. They just keep walking straight and expect her to move. Yep. And all the women they kind of like nod at each other and move it. Little things like that throughout this movie I really appreciated. Yeah. It was it was I don't know if it was an accurate depiction of what life was like back then, but I'm sure it is. It's, it's what life of, is like now. Yeah. Right. For a lot of people. A lot of things haven't changed for sure. You yeah. Know? A lot of people are still pretty backwards in their ideas like that, you know. Have you seen the new Gillette commercial? No. All right. Gillette, the shaving company, yeah, put out a new commercial addressing uh, toxic masculinity. Um, no kidding. That sort of thing. A lot of they, I think they even branded it with like a hashtag Me Too or something. Um, and it's just all of it's like little montages of people um, in day to day life, like one guy calling out another dude on the street for like cat calling a woman, or wow. or watching a like a bunch of dads at a barbecue, and there's like one kid like picking on another kid. And like one of the dad steps in, like that's not how we treat people, sort of thing. Damn. Like what men could be, kind of thing. That's and then cool. they put their slogan up there, and it's like the best a man can get, which has a whole different meaning by the end. But some people on the internet are like, it's number one, like you're a razor company. This isn't your position. You don't need to be stepping in on uh-huh. these issues. And to, like a lot of like boys will be boys, like let them fight. And like boy, girls, you're gonna get cat called by men. That's what you get for having a vagina. That's, I don't know. That's just how things are. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like a culmination of me watching the newsroom, seeing that ad, then seeing this movie. Like I'm so ready for this type of thing. Like those subtle things of like her dodging men on the street to just like hating the dudes that are like, Oh, you have a suggestion of cleavage. You can't be hired here. Our, our wives will get jealous. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. I don't Seriously. know. It's yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's nice to see. See, I was worried when you said, "Have you seen that new Gillette commercial?" Mm. I was like, "Oh, oh no, 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 it's the opposite oh, of no. yeah, yeah." Because there's been so many, and just advertising, especially, has been yeah. so like not chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I'm not like the most woke person at all, but like I know that people should be equal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like I might make dumb jokes sometimes, but like yeah. My wife deserves to be able to work yeah. wherever she wants. You that know? was so interesting about this movie too. Is like I, I never thought about how the the repercussions of of subtle things in in the law would affect people in the way they did. Yeah. Um. So like the the central argument here, the case she ends up taking is a uh, a guy who tried to write off a uh, a nurse, a caretaker for his mother as a tax write off, um, but because he was never married, um, and a man he didn't qualify as a caretaker so he couldn't even write that off more yeah. or less so um, essentially they found a case of legal sexism against a man which made it super important because yes. if they can prove that this is wrong they can prove that every law that discriminates on the basis of sex against women is wrong right and because up to that point like all of the all of the claims against us have been against like quote unquote whiny women that just whatever like yeah. what's the feminist's name that i can't think of they mentioned her a couple times i'll look her up um She's kind of like the the most hardcore, like feminist, loud person that some quiet feminists don't uh, identify with. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like those in the courts, mind, like those kinds of people. Um, and this was a case where it was a man who, wait a minute, a man should be equal. So if he has a complaint, we should hear it. Kind exactly. Of um, and they'd be able to use this to to be like, all right, well, if you think that's a problem, then all of this has to be a problem by proxy. Yeah. So so they were trying to set a very important legal precedent that could be used to potentially overturn laws that discriminated against women. Yeah. So they had to weasel it in with a man suffering. I mean, even that Which is so ironic. Even, yeah. Like the right? whole foundation also like the stuff with army hammers, her husband, like I get that it's true. It sucks. Like this wouldn't have happened probably without him and without the case being related to a man. Mm -hmm. That's all terribly ironic, but it is. But know. I mean, it's, it's a product of having to play the game with, in which she finds herself. Yeah, and she does it well. You know, I think. anyone that wants to win has to use the tools that are necessary to their advantage, and she did that so well. Yeah, and she knew that she couldn't win it by herself because she is a woman, and is humbling and as probably bad as that felt. You know, it was yeah. the necessary steps to yeah, take. It's losing the battle to win the war. Yeah, kind of totally. So, like, not only is she this like amazing person that accomplished great things and a strong woman she like had to be super humble and like unselfish and like yeah for sure like <clears throat> sacrifice some of her pride yeah which is really crazy like it's just it was such a weird time man i never realized how bad it was like they have yeah. that list of like what 180 yeah it was laws. like 172 or something yeah. like that 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 in laws in the american uh law Book yeah. of laws law and that, law. that discriminated on the basis of gender, which was an important distinction they made. They changed the word sex to gender because they thought like a lot of men would be like essentially triggered by hearing like a woman say sex over and <laughs> yeah, over. You can't say sex that many oh, times. God, that was that was very funny. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think Elizabeth Katie. No, that can't be right. Is it? No, that's back in never mind. Pretend I didn't say that, everybody. I'm not dumb. Uh I'll okay. get to that later. That's fine. Um Anyways, acting in this, performances stick out to you in particular? Some that didn't work, anything like that? Well, what was the, the main character? Felicity Jones. Why can't I never remember her name? She's only been in, like, I think her main, we talked about this on the break. But Star Wars. She was Rogue in Rogue One. One. Um, she's been in Theory of Everything with uh, 
what's his name? The guy from Fantastic Beasts. Uh, I think of his name. I can't think of it. No. Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Um, and she was also in like Dante's Inferno or something or whatever that movie was did called you, with Tom Hanks. Did you see that one with uh, Red, Red? I didn't actually. No. I'd be interested to see how he is outside of that role. You should see him in The Danish Girl. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's with him and uh, Alicia Vikander. Okay. Um, who was in the Tomb Raider? That was like her main, her big like recent movie. Yeah, she was not bad in that. Yeah, she's fine. That was yeah, the whatever. Danish girl. The Danish girl. It's a story about a, a the essentially like the first transgender surgery. Whoa. And the person who went through it, and it's very intense. Okay. Uh, but a good, good watch an important watch i'm gonna put that on my uh what's this movie app we use letterbox yeah that's going on my watch list is it the danish girl uh yeah oh yes i think it is it's like uh or the or is it the the danish girl perfect yeah check that out oh okay so he plays the person that gets the operator wow i just saw that i was like oh it's that guy yeah but he's got pretty hair Mm -hmm. it's a it's a yeah intense movie crazy but i think i can't remember what year it takes place but i think it's the 1800s Anyways, um, overall, you say you like this movie on the basis oh, of sex. Yep. Me too, man. This is this is good. I think it's an important movie. It's very, um, it actually goes really well with one of the quotes from the movies. And if I don't completely botch it, it was that um, the law, here we go. I'll give it a shot. The law or the judges perhaps ought not uh, be affected by the climate of the day, but by that of the era. Weather of the day. Thank you. Climate of the era. Okay. Um, so speaking of the climate of our era today, I think this is a very pertinent movie. I think it's great that this comes out now. Mm-hmm. I can see somebody who is like a diehard, uh, super as far right as right wing goes, being like, this is just a propaganda piece about a about whatever. Whatever people like that say on either side, there's those people that say things about other things. The that extreme they don't agree with. fringes. This might be a movie that people like that don't like, but well, those people don't count. No, because uh, they're not people. Sure. That's what I was going to kind of allude to. Fine. <laughs> I think this is worth a watch. Um, not necessarily something you have to see in theaters. No. Uh, might be better having like a movie night at your at your house. It's a yeah. good kind of feel-good movie. I want people to watch this movie with their kids. Like if you have a daughter, like watch this movie with your daughter. Yeah. Like you need to know where women were in this country and where they're at now. Like it would break my heart to see a woman that I love who go through the things that she went through just for being a woman. Yeah. It's tragic. And it's really cool to see that she just paved so much ground mm-hmm. for the women of this generation. So for sure. Like if you have a daughter that's over the age of 10, watch this with her. Yeah. When we get into the danger zone, we should talk a little bit about uh, their relationship. Yeah. Uh, Ruth and her daughter. Totally. Um, not because it's super spoilery, but I just like to spend a little bit of time on that if we could. Mm-hmm. But before we go to that, do you have a rating for this movie? Yeah, this is a nine. Nice. Yeah. And it's not because it was great acting or, you know, it's just based solely on content. And some movies need to get made. And some poop, some poopies, yeah, poopies, some, <laughs> some movies yeah. simply just need to get watched. And I was really happy that I watched this. I feel like I got uh, an, a nutshell education uh, and I want to. It made me want to pick up a book and watch a documentary yeah. and ask more questions and do more research. And I think movies like that are really important. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the cheesiness I do like in the moment, again, and like the climate we're in, I'm all for it. Yeah. I think long term, it's not going to hold up so well for me. I do think Felicity Jones's performance was awesome. There's yeah. a lot of subtlety in her in her character and like 
the moments where she's, you can see it on her face, like debating if she needs to fall into the system or fight it. And like, to what degree? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, sorry, nope. Yeah, okay. There's a scene um, when she's in a mirror, kind of like she's working on her. Is that what you're going to say? I was about to bring up yeah. that scene. So I would say that's the most obvious one. But like, once you know that, if you kind of watch for it, it happens more and more. Um, although that is towards the tail of the movie, but she's like practicing how she's going to say this thing to, to the court, essentially to the judges um, after the recommendation of Justin Thoreau being like listing things. Um, and then like the most classic thing you can say to a woman, if you uh, are a little bit, uh, not woke is like, you should just smile more. Yeah. Like I feel like a really good, just a self check. There is like anything you're about to say, if it's going to even be a little bit mansplained, like, would you say this to another dude? Mm-hmm. And if you're the kind of guy that that, like that's something you'd say, you should check yourself with that. And it's like, and if the answer is no, uh, then you're probably being a little bit sexist. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, that's that that comes from a mindset of of pretty much assuming that women are not equal; they are less than right. you. Yeah, subconscious. Yeah, and I I really appreciated the movie, like both having subtle examples of that and more obvious ones like the mirror stuff. I want to ask you a hypothetical. Sure. So you are at a coffee shop. So you're in line at Starbucks. You get your coffee. Uh, successfully. Okay. Barista, you're a man. Barista is a woman. You pick up your coffee and say, thanks, beautiful. This is a great example. Is it? Yes. Cause you would, yes. Like you're just think you think you're being polite Yes. or maybe you just trying to maybe want to make her smile more. This is absolutely the route I should have taken. I didn't even think about this. I'm just trying to process what you were trying to say. And that's what I came up with. Yes, of course. That is exactly what I mean. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, cause that's like, just treat people like another person. Like just treat yeah. a person like a person. Don't like, there's no reason. Would you call a guy beautiful as a straight guy? Probably not. Yeah. Not just not in like passing. Like, yeah. If you want to like compliment someone, you can compliment someone. Of course. But it's that, that, that passe, like just, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, essentially that would be like the modern equivalent of saying, Hey, sugar tits. Yeah. Basically, you know, I just watched Anchorman. Nice tits, Betsy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely like a thing that's not cool. I used to, but also yeah. I, I don't want people to not compliment each other. No, like, you should. Yeah. If you I, think yeah. your barista is beautiful, you should just tell her that she looks beautiful. Like, and don't like be genuine. Don't. Yeah. And I think you have to take into account. I cut you off and I'm so sorry. The climate that we're in, like you, you should, and I don't mean to be like, ah, we, everybody's gotta be politically correct, but like women, especially it seems lately, but we're probably just hearing about it because of social media and stuff like get harassed a lot more than I previously yeah. knew. So I think it's important if you are going to do that sort of thing, be like, Hey, I don't mean this to be weird. I just, you know, I love your outfit. I think you're, you're killing it. That yeah. sort of thing. Well, and there's, there's a way to talk to women. That's not shitty. Yeah. Like there is a way to do it. Yeah. Like I have told women like, Hey, just so you know, I'm not hitting on you, but I think your outfit is awesome. The problem is other like nine out of 10 other people don't take that precaution. There's like, ah, what up? Well, exactly. Nice ass. But if you just tell a stranger, you look pretty today, they assume that you're hitting on them. Yeah. Think about how you speak. It's really simple. Yeah. Talk to people like you'd want to be talked to. Yeah. Maybe not if you're a dude. Unless you're a skeevy little yeah. perv, then yeah, then <laughs> don't, don't do real, that. No. And those people are the, that's the reason we have to yeah. have these conversations. Cause like those people don't even understand like what do you mean this is how i'd like to be talked to yeah i'm gross but just in general like come on so stay woke so that is uh more or less on the basis of sex without spoilers yeah uh, we're gonna take a break that was a nine for you johnny and eight for me we're gonna come back we will spoil a little bit from this movie 
after we drink our second and final beer from Against the Grain. Oh, God. Uh, and if you haven't read the description yet, you're in for a treat because it's something we've been talking about, kind of. Beer back. And we are back. Welcome to the Danger Zone. We're going to review our second and final beer, and we're going to talk a bit more about the movie we just watched, which is called On the Basis of Sex, with some spoilers. Not that there's any real spoilers in this movie, considering yeah. its history and women can vote and stuff. So, you know, things worked out pretty good. Yeah. Second beer. I picked this one out as well. It's been in our cellar for a rainy day, and it occurred to me that we have talked a little bit about barley wines on the past couple episodes, um, in particular barrel-aged ones, I believe. So I have one here from Against the Grain Brewery out of Louisville, Kentucky. It's a 12.5% barrel-aged barley wine, and I got it for $11.99. It's a 16-ounce can. I got it from Craft in Reno. Nice. And I love that place, and I love this brewery for the most part, though I've never had a barley wine from them. All right. I'm going to read you what the can says. Balls deep. Big, ballsy, barmy, and barrel-aged. London balling is not typical. London balling? Is London balling, which okay. is an homage to what band? I don't know. The Clash. Oh, okay. London Calling. Oh, got it. Great. I've heard that Classic before. punk rock album. Uh, the barrel... Yeah, okay, wait. It's not typical. It's a skirmish of flavors. The barrel imparts oak and vanilla mixed with the caramel sweetness from a malt bill with brick. That'll knock your bloody bollocks around. Hey, bloke, okay. fancy that. And you'll be gobsmacked. This is from Kentucky or England? Both. Great. Bro. Uh, it's got clocking in at 12.5%. This is a pint can, and it says drink at 48 degrees from the can, which we're not doing. No. So screw you. Guys. Neither of those things are we doing. Nope. So that's all right. Yeah. So let's get weird. Let's drink a 12.5% barley wine. Yeah. What color is this beer? This is a different, different color than a lot of barley wines. This has got like a reddish to it. Yeah. Like a, it's a ruddy hue. It is. It's like a, like a, almost like a rusty brown red kind of color with a, I don't know, tan to cream head that kind of dissipates as soon as you swirl it around in your glass, but... Just swirl it early. 12.5%, no joke. I'm expecting, here's what I'm expecting, I'll tell you. Uh, molasses -y stuff, pruney stuff, um, uh, other things like prunes, dates, um, any type of like stone, dark fruit, um, probably not a whole lot of malt, very little carbonation, real syrupy. Okay. You've, you've tasted it? I have. Any of that right? A little bit. Okay, what do you get? A lot of brown sugar. Definitely notes of dates. Uh, heavy raisin. Raisin, that would have been a great one to say. Lots of malt. Uh, lots of syrupy sweetness. Uh, this is actually really like well-balanced, though, because it drinks pretty easy, but it definitely has that like caramely, toasted, delicious flavor that oh, you like in a good a, barley wine. Toasted's a great word to use. Yeah, I mean, it smells. If you get your nose in that glass, this is, a, this is an intensely aromatic beer. Oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, like it smells like, um, I don't mean this in a bad way either. It smells like a, like a cheap candle. Like you stick your nose in a candle. Oh, bit. like a Yankee Hill candle. No, I'd say even like a, like a, like a Glade candle. Ooh, okay. Like it's almost overpoweringly aromatic. You talking about that Walmart brand candle? Yeah. Yeah. Like the two for five kind like of that deal. great value candle, but it just but, like mom used to buy. Right. It smells good though, man. It um, does. Knowing that this is not a candle is even better. You ever smell a candle? It's like, this could be good if you ate it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Some of those candles you're like, I think I might take a bite. Yeah. This smells like that, except you can, you can imbue it into your body. Yeah, um, no, this, it tastes like almond, or it smells like almond roca almost, just like a toasty, almondy, vanilla, you're doing like a weird thing where no, you- No, it just you, got me in the lymph nodes, there's a lot of sweetness there. Yeah. Um. Continue, sorry. Yeah. I've, no. Almond roca? 
That's what it kind of smells like. I get like a toasted vanilla almond type smell. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I straight up though, like the the prune date raisin kind of thing is is front and center. Um, yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, I would like a bit more like brown sugariness because it definitely is. It's like chewing on uh, raisins and sugar. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike it. It's, I think a pint's too much to sell it as though. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of this. This is definitely split it. Yeah. This is like, yeah. At a bar, eight ounces more than that. I'm done. You're going to have a good time at the meeting you're going to after this. Yes. Uh, it's an <laughs> AA meeting, everybody. I'm going, uh, they're going to be surprised. That's, that's fucked up, man. Whatever, man. Hey, uh, yeah. Would you have like a 12 hour chip? Uh, I don't know what that means. Oh, like a chip from like, I've gone 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, not quite. I hadn't heard that one yet, but you know, my aunt or my cousin has like a fucking like twenty five year chip, and I hope she's, you have a lot of cousins. She's super proud of my life, of your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're right behind me. Yeah, uh, yeah. How old? How that's doesn't matter. We don't need to narrow down who it is. Forget it. I only have like two cousins. I'm gonna say, how old is your cousin? Because that's uh, gotta be. I mean, yeah. they have to legally. They have to be at least forty six. Yeah, is that she's not right? Her, she's in her fifties. Yeah, okay. I think, and she's not, and she listens to this, she's going to be mad. After this joking, I would like to say, if you're an alcoholic who is no longer drinking, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Good for you. For sure. Not bashing that. It's just all in the sense of humor. They're jokes, people. They're jokes. They're jokes. Okay. Um, so I went to an AA meeting once, but it was fine. I was only you? using heroin. Were you just like auditing? No. Just like, what's up, everybody? I was hungry, and they have donuts and coffee. <laughs> Garbage coffee, probably. Good donuts, though. Well, it's a trade-off. This is a good beer. I wanted to start going to like fun meetings after I saw Fight Club. I was going to say, time. I was about to bring up Fight Club. Yeah. All yeah. the crazy meetings they go to. Like sometimes just, cancer, breast cancer. Yeah, I mean, legit though, it would feel good to just cry with strangers. Totally. I think yeah. that's, yeah, that's the whole, whole thing of it. Yeah. I always thought that would be appealing. Just like. Well, the, yeah, you like getting back to like toxic masculinity. You and I are conditioned by society, like to not feel okay crying in front of other people. People like we're supposed to be tough. Fuck and, that! I've cried on this podcast a bunch of times. Totally, you cried on this podcast one time, technically, and it was a beautiful. Well, I'm moment. talking about on the outside, bro. Sure, sure. I cry on the inside way more. <laughs> um, but no, I, I agree. Like, there must be some really intense catharsis that comes from having anonymity in a group you can just let go. Oh yeah, like if I'm in a bad mood or like a bad place, I'll get on the internet and just watch like videos of oh, like. Um, yep. My favorite ones are the the dads who get the, home from the, war. No, the kids oh. give them adoption papers. Oh, those are great too. Oh my god, I yeah. could watch those all day. It's yeah. fucking beautiful. Those ones actually don't get me as much. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the ones that well, the it's ones because that you have a dad, bro. Oh damn! All right, what up? You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I so you're do entitled I. to say that, but yeah, I love you, dad. But yeah, my dad's great. I like I like ones with I don't like them. They hurt me, but I I like the release. The ones with like yeah. animals. Like animals recognizing their owners or uh, yeah. uh, animals. The, the rescue ones get Those me. are great. Yeah. When they just pull out this animal from like a gutter. And then you got to watch like the the, the, the timeline. Per- the of progress it. picks, yeah, dude. It gets hair back and it doesn't it's look all, like all bones. The worst thing is when they have no hair and they just look like have mostly dead. Yep. Then they turn into little balls of fluff mm-hmm. and they're so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. we got to rate this beer pretty high if it gets us talking about stuff like that. I don't that. understand. Yeah. Or really, really low. I don't know. Um I don't know. I feel good about this beer. I've only had one sip, so I'm going to have another one. Would you give me your rating, please? Oh, that's an aggressive question, sir. I don't know. Or give me your, uh, I don't know, more thoughts that'll get us to a rating. You know, it's it's smooth. It drinks really smoothly, and I think the warmer it gets, the better it's going to be. 
Um, it's it's super raisiny. It's it's like raisin bread. That's what it reminds me of, like a rum raisin bread almost. Yeah, it's it is really bready, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it is. Uh, which I like though, because I love raisin bread. What do you call? Um, it's like it's like a it's a dessert. It's bread bread pudding. Is that what it's called? Is there, there a, dessert a dessert called bread? Does yeah. it remind you of this at all? A little bit, yeah. Because I think that's what I'm picturing. Have you ever had rum raisin cake? No. It's basically what the name implies. It's a cake with rum in it. Like kind of a wet cake? Yeah, it's a little, like a it's very moist and right. uh, like a, like kind of like a zucchini bread, um, banana nut bread yes, type right, texture. Okay, sure. Which, you ever had zucchini bread? Yes, I've had the, the so latter good. two. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyways, it's it's like that, but it has a nice booziness to it. Super bready, tons of raisins, lots of brown sugar. I think there's molasses in it. My only thing that I don't like about this beer really is the way that it lingers. Yeah. Um, it gives me the same kind of aftertaste and bad breath feeling that I have after I've eaten a bunch of pretzels. It's got a bit of a or tang Gatorade, yeah. Like yeah. just leaves kind of like a, like a, you want to smack your mouth around a little bit. Like your mouth's a little sour. Yeah, and I don't love that. Um, and that's actually a really a big thing for me. I really hate that feeling. So I'm going to give this beer a seven. Okay. Um, Pretty, I mean, it's it's a dollar per percentage, essentially. Yeah. It's a little expensive. I don't think it should be this many ounces of it either. Uh, I'd much rather buy an eight ounce can of this or a 12 ounce can. I've seen eight ounce cans. But a twelve ounce can, um, for like, you know, seven bucks. Yeah, it's it's is fine. This is uh, yeah, this would be a good introductory barley wine. I think if someone yeah. just wanted to try some, I'm gonna give it a six flat. I'm not super fired up about this beer. I don't think this was one I'd ever reach for again. Yeah, I'm happy I drank it. Um, uh, but it's definitely not the best barley wine I've ever had. It's it's fine. Uh, take it to a share. Let your friends try it that don't like barley wines or are trying to get into them. It was. This is weird. It, um, obviously, it was not canned on February 1st of 2019. Um, so maybe from, this is like a cell. What is this? I've never seen this before. Is that beer from the future? It says 020119. Uh, and the 02 is separated from the 01, which is separated from the 19. I wonder if it's like a best by. That doesn't make sense, though. A best by date. Doesn't Probably make an sense. open after date. Oh, uh, that would, might be a thing. Maybe. I don't know. This, this beer is fine. I think this is as good as it will get. Yeah. It's, so. It is 12 bucks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for a 16-ounce can, and we were just bitching about the $6 can. Yeah. So, And yeah. this one's only 1% ABV higher. That is a good point, my friend. So double yeah. the price, 1%. Yeah. You do the math and decide for yourselves. I'm not going to run out and buy one. Yeah, me neither. Six yeah. for you, seven for me. Once again, that's London Balling from Against the Grain Brewing out of Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. So I wrote down in my notes, the only thing I wanted to talk about is the relationship in this movie on the basis of sex between mother and daughter. Yeah. Uh, They had a cool relationship. It really blossomed. Well, I think the whole thing was, we got a a pretty quick progression of her from being like an infant to a young child to uh, a teenager, um, sort of a progressive uh, rally attending hippie type feminist teenager, which is awesome. But it's like way more intense than Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. Yeah. Um. So she's constantly like being challenged by her daughter. Yeah. Um. And there's one moment on the street where oh, where they get catcalled, and then her mom's like just ignore them, and she's like, Mm-mm, "Hey, asshole!" Like you, you kiss, kiss your mother your, with yeah. that mouth, uh, which is great. And then like RBG has this moment of being like, "Oh." Well, her daughter says this thing like, "Mom, you can't let guys talk to you like that." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that get was, it, girl." It's like that's one of those moments that's so on the nose, but also so powerful and pertinent that I, I I liked it a lot. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on that. That was my whole thing. Yeah, and I think you know, spoiler alert, she won her case. And she oh, went sure. on to 
re like get a lot of laws changed. She set a legal precedent yep. that established a case for her to go after a lot of those laws. And I want to go through and read all those laws. It'd be I'm, uh, I'm going to actually heavy, man. yeah, I'm going to be doing some research on this and I want to watch the documentary about her and I want to read about Supreme Court cases and God damn it, I'm going to become a lawyer. I just decided. do it. Just, I just decided. Yeah. What's stopping you? Nothing just except money and yeah. and the will and the time and all that stuff. There's a uh, there's an NP is it NPR? There's an NP. I'm gonna say there's an NPR podcast called. Um, oh man, come on! I haven't heard it in a while. Um, it's a it's a podcast that goes through and talks about stories that led to um, very iconic and um, heavy or impactful. Supreme Court decisions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What the f is it called? Oh, uh, it's like this great America, or it's like our yeah greatest potential, or it's something like that. Yeah, there's a website that chronicles and has written and audio records of all of these ca- of every Supreme Court case. Mm. So if you wanted to, if you were so inclined, you could go to this website, which I'm going to try to find, and you could listen to the the dissenting arguments for these cases. Mm. And it's re- it's kind of boring at times unless you're invested. Then it's awesome. Yeah, uh, totally. I'm gonna have to research that a little bit. The podcast is called More Perfect. Oh, I'm glad that came to you. I was yeah. I was waiting in suspense. Yes. Um. And I and I can't think of the website, but it's uh they say it at the end of every podcast. So listen to More Perfect. It's distributed by NBR and NPR. Um. And I think it's WNYC Studios. It's a, an affiliate of them, and they get distributed through NPR. Nice. Um, it's very much worth your time. I yeah. believe there's a new season, but until this oh, conversation, I haven't remembered it because it was on my old phone. Yeah. Don't have the notifications anymore, but I'm going to subscribe to it immediately. Do it. Yeah. I've been uh, listening to some podcasts when, as I do, and I listened to all of those from the last one. So I think I unsubscribed uh, yeah, because okay. I just have sure. too many, but yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna look into that as well because I geek out on stuff like that. I love learning stuff that's important that you don't know about. Yeah. You got to watch the newsroom, man. You'll yeah. It. It's it's next. I got to finish. You're the worst. So you're not starting The Sopranos? No. Okay. Putting that off. <laughs> it's a less less time commitment if you do newsroom first. Yeah. Plus, The Sopranos, there's so much of it. There's so much of it. So much of it. Yeah. You got to get you out of here. You got to get to your meeting. Okay. So we are going to leave your ear holes. But if you like our show, please do give us a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you review us, screenshot that shit, send it to me. I will blast it on our social media and give you a shout out. And our social medias are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can send us an email at fhccast at gmail.com. You can also find us for beer stuff on Untapped or for movie stuff on Letterboxd. We're both on both of those. We rate, well, I guess technically we share an Untapped account. Yeah, and we each have our own letterbox, but it doesn't matter. We'll we'll be with you all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any other announcements? Um, Join Patreon. We do fun stuff. I was gonna say Patreon people. We have uh, by the time this comes out, we will have had one of our January events, but we have another one coming up uh, this weekend, I suppose. And if you were involved in Patreon, you would get to come to them, but you're not if you're not, and you suck if you're not. Last Patreon plug, I guess, you can join on Patreon. It's a way for you to support the show for as little as $1 per episode. Seriously, it's 4 bucks a month. You get bonus content. A lot of the time, we buy drinks at things and invite you to other events where there is free beer. It's a I don't understand why there's not a 1,000 people there because it's free beer, essentially. Honestly. So, whatever. You can find us on Patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema. But until next Monday, my name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers, and we are Fresh Hop Cinema, and I would like to propose a toast. I accept. To the mighty Ruth Bader Ginsburg. RBG.
This is Fresh Hop Cinema.